Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. moving forward because there's a great big beautiful tomorrow but today it's time to make mike watch meet the robinsons and joining me today are two people i would probably not adopt it's jacqueline hyde and seraphim <laughs> Bonjour. hello how are you well great. W- welcome to s- almost summer it's a nice day out it's, oh, it's springtime it's tourist but it's season. gorgeous yeah. outside oh my god care. it's tourist season of course seraphim you had to remind us yeah because it's, it's tourist season <laughs> and how many days before your birthday a few i don't know it was in the past when this comes out that's true that's true (laughs) um so how how have your days been so far before we watched the movie what were you up to uh i did a brunch before this um, nice and now you're wearing my clothes yeah yeah. (laughs) and i'm in mike's clothes and i'm in full face (laughs) wanted to get dressed up for the podcast (laughs) and how's your day you just probably rolled out of bed uh yeah i half-ass bleached my hair yeah, so it looks good. I like it's it. Brassy. Else, it's yeah. very brassy. It's it's it's, it's it gold. Brassy. Is brassy bad? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it good. totally matches the eyebrows. So I did go light. I did a little more red in my eyebrows today. <laughs> I yeah. did. Sure. I forgot you draw yours on. Oof. <laughs> well, we are here not to talk about uh, Seraphim's lack of eyebrows. We're here to talk about Meet the Robinsons. Yes. Uh, and you both suggested this movie to me drunkenly. Yeah. yeah. And um, when I asked for questions on social media, there was a lot of pushback from some people. There's <laughs> yeah. Audrey Phoenix. Audrey Phoenix <laughs> sat out there and she said, I thought this was about movies that people care about. Well, clearly... I sent her a very strongly worded message. <laughs> she, me- she mentioned it. She was like, she said, yelled at me. <laughs> it wasn't real, but I did yell at her. Yeah, well, clearly there are people out there who care about this movie because you two brought it up. And we're going to discuss how it came to be later <laughs> on. two people. Okay. Um, but yeah, so let's tell the kids a little bit about uh, the movie. Uh, the Cold Hard Facts of Meet the Robinsons. The voice actors included Jordan Fry, Wesley Singerman, Steve Anderson, and a bunch of other, uh, other famous people. Um, it's based on A Day with Wilbur Robinson by William Joyce. It's directed by Steven Anderson with a score by Danny Elfman. It came out in 2007. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it is a 67% based on 140 reviews. What? So it was not reviewed so well. Well, really? I've seen worse reviews. Yeah. 67 is not bad. For for a Disney movie, it's pretty low, but. I just realized something with the director. Yeah, go for it. At the end, when uh, with the house that they like move into, mm-hmm. it's called like Anderson Laboratories. Yep. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, well, it's it's a Disney movie. There are so many little tiny Easter eggs, and the, we'll, I think we'll find a couple of them. But um, so what I do uh, um to start this off is I usually don't know much about the movie, so I always like come up with like a synopsis of what I think the movie's about. Um, based on just the little facts I know. So yeah. I'm going to first tell you what uh, Netflix said the synopsis is. I'll then share mine, and then you can tell me who was closer. Okay. okay. All right, according to Netflix, <laughs> young Lewis, who's always wondered why his mother put him up for adoption, may get his answer when Wilbur Robinson whisks him away to the future. Well, that's vague. What I thought it was about... Same. A Disney movie about a blonde boy with glasses, caffeine patch lady, and a T-Rex that somehow magically has Rufus Wainwright and the Carousel of Progress song on their soundtrack. Who was closer? 
I mean, you didn't give us any details. You gave us the cast and soundtrack. Neither did Netflix. Yeah. There's just like not even a synopsis, like a teaser, but yeah. like a bad one. Yeah. Whenever it, I read so their Netflix like things, wins. I'm like, I don't want to. Netflix watch wins. This I think Netflix wins. Yeah. Yeah. Yours you was very frag. Yours was very fragmented. Yeah. It was I just tried. fact. Yours is the Picasso. Because <laughs> yeah. like the... I like I mean in context, 2007, I would have been in my junior year of college oh, too cool for cartoons oh, right sort of kind of <laughs> uh so that's kind of like why i like meet the robinsons wasn't really something i had seen we weren't even born yet yeah thanks for reminding me i'm old um like i want to know why this movie was important to the both of you what what was how many times have you seen it before i I watched it over and over and over when it first came out. It was my, it still is my favorite movie ever. Um, but I've watched it, I think once a year since I like moved out. It's just every single time I just weep at the end, which yeah. I did this time, but I kept it quiet. I had so one that, little tear. Ooh, yeah, I, I had a little weepy moment. Yeah, yeah, it gets me. It gets me. So, what was the question? What's <laughs> your relationship with the movie? Yeah. It's absolutely my favorite movie. I've always said if I were to ever get a tattoo, it would be that, which is actually... There we go. Let's we'll yeah. yeah. lead to Seraphim. Um, yeah, I love that movie. I like remember the very first time I watched it. Um, Did you see it in theaters or at home? No, it was um, at my friend's house, and he had it on DVD, I guess. Um, so it was not even like when it was new. Right. Um, but I was still young. And then I... When I was 19... Or twenty or eighteen, one of those three ages. I got a tattoo of it. I've keep moving forward. Yeah. What did you know you're gonna get that tattoo like when you saw the movie, or was it something that like stuck with you? No, I've just like I've loved this movie yeah. since I first watched it. I like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Do you want to know some uh, jaw dropping facts about the movie? Sure. Yes. Uh, so this is the 47th Disney animated feature film. Uh, while Wilbur flies Lewis through the future city, look for Disneyland Space Mountain and the modernized sign Todayland in front of it. Huh. It pays homage to Tomorrowland. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Todayland one. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, the theme of the Robinson family is keep moving forward, and director Steven Anderson imagines similarities between the Robinsons and Walt Disney. While making the film, he stumbled upon a quote from Disney that solidified the connection. The quote was, Around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious, and curiosity keeps us keeps leading us down new paths. Yeah, which is the quote they yeah, put at, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, a picture of Walt Disney is seen in the orphanage. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back that. and find that. Oh, um, the part of Lewis and Wilbur had to be recast when the original actor's voice broke. Broke puberty. Puberty. Oh, no. <laughs> Wilbur's, Wilbur's voice is pretty low for thirteen. Sort of, maybe. He's an early yeah. bloomer. He's an early bloomer. Yeah, oh there you go. <laughs> this oh is God. disgusting already. Um, this is the first film to show the new Walt Disney Animation Studios animated logo oh. with Steamboat Willie. Um, Jim Carrey was considered to play the bowler hat guy. That would have been good. That would have been a good casting. It would have been essentially the exact same as the Grinch. Who is it? It's, uh, Steven Anderson. I mean, they, it's, it could, you could have told me now that it was Jim Carrey and I'd have been like, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like him. (laughs) And finally, in the 3D version of the film, the final credits are all in 2D, except for the names of the people who converted it to 3D. Oh. That's really funny. I like that. Yeah. Um, so the legacy of this movie, um, while the characters did appear in the theme parks for a little bit right after the film came out, it didn't really like stand the test of time for Disney. No. no. It did yield a video game. 
It did? It did. There's a Mithra Robinson's video game. Wow. What platform? Uh, I think it was all of them. It was PS2, Wii, um, Xbox had it. I think mm. all of them had what? it. What? Yeah. You're going to have to go back and find it. I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Disney Toon Studios planned to make a sequel of the film titled Mithra Robinson's 2 First Date. It was canceled when John Lasseter became Walt Disney Animation Studios' new chief creative officer as he canceled all sequels. <sighs> that's he canceled so all sequels. Sad. We should, that's so well, sad. Well, I mean, Disney doesn't really do well sequels. What are you talking so, about? What well, is a good Disney sequel? Toy Story 2. But that's, that's Pixar. Pixar. But Disney, it's Disney, Disney, but it's Disney animations really not that great with. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, they're like different like animation quality. Yeah. It's a mess. You but yeah, I, I feel like just general sense before we talk about like the movie and beat by beat, it's I feel like this was maybe like the third or fourth movie in a row that Disney animation tried to be like Pixar and just couldn't match it. Yeah, in and terms of like it, animation quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this isn't computer generated. Um, and it's a little darker in tone than, like, most Disney films. Yes. It's a little scarier. Well, scare, yeah, it's just more serious. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I really love about it. I don't know, have you seen Sleeping Beauty? It's pretty dark. That's fair. Or any of the older stuff. Yeah, well, they went yeah. through then, they went through, like, the we're gonna sell to other people phase. Yeah, and, like, like, the 80s and 90s, they are like, let's make things fun. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Well, are you ready to talk about the movie and go through it? I am. I'm going to, we'll just go moment by moment. Feel free to stop me if there are things you want to talk about or, or tell me I'm wrong or make fun of me, but, but we're going to do it. Okay, kill her. So the movie <laughs> starts off in like sepia tone and then we see a baby is left at a doorstep and it's a really, really cute baby. It's me. Yeah. cute yeah. baby. Um, it's just a baby. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> did, you, you, did you write it's a cute baby? Yes, I did. Wow. Do you hate babies? <laughs> Were they going to animate an ugly baby? Sure. He could have been an ugly baby. Who No, because he grows up to be so cute, too. Yeah. Um, and this is the moment that That's I said... That's just a weird um, thing to write. Um, when you both pointed out that uh, when we see Blondie, he looks like Jacqueline and uh, yeah. Seraphim is Goob. <laughs> um, so Goob is destined to play baseball, and he's just an annoying <laughs> little brat, and um, he just annoys Lewis as he's trying to invent something with a toaster and a hat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think one of my favorite moments of that sequence is Goob in the uh, Foghorn. <laughs> I forgot. That was kind of where I realized I've forgotten how cartoony the show still yeah. is. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize like, it was so, like, Watching absurd. it again, it's still very, like, physical comedy. Yes, there's a lot of that. A lot of it. Like, um, weird choices. Yeah. Yeah. Love. So the next bit of, like, serious tone, uh, we learn that Lewis is trying to get adopted, mm-hmm. and Mildred, who I guess is the orphanage lady, yeah, um, Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett uh, is hopeful that he will get adopted, um, and he gets to have a little um, meeting with these two people, and he tells them his uh, potential adoptive parents about his inventions, and I don't think they're really on board with any of his uh, wild Which ideas. kind of blew my mind, because I was like, can you imagine, if I had like walked into an orphanage and this kid was this positive and mm-hmm. wonderful and amazing, <laughs> I would definitely have adopted him on the spot. Yeah, yeah, but like their first words out of their mouths were like, you like sports, kid? I know, which is such a cliche, but I mean, it sets up the, it sets up the story so well, but I mean, like... I don't know. That well, like... we learned that like the biggest problem is Lewis clearly likes peanut butter, and he, uh, <laughs> Daddy can't have peanut Dude. butter. Um, and then the invention gets jammed. Uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly, get it? Oh uh, my god! Funny. Um, and then it gets just like explodes everywhere. And then the lady with the epipen. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's not how it works. You don't just literally stab someone with the EpiPen. I'm pretty sure that is how it works. Like, just... I really think that is. Okay. I've never done it. Yeah. I've never seen it. It was a little aggressive, I, I, I guess. I'm well, sorry, was he was funny. dying. Yeah. <laughs> was he dying? You can't just, like, it's not like a slow injection. You have to, like... Yeah. I was almost going to say something that I would have, like, said back in his... I yeah. was gonna say, do you th- do you expect Disney to put death in a movie? Then I was like, oh wait, only every single every one, movie, including no, well, this on one? screen death. Oh wait, there's a lot of that too. I actually um, in my nutrition class on Thursday, I learned that you do just jam an epipen in like that. Okay, great, good <laughs> to know. I hope my sister is allergic to, to things. things. Bees. To things, bees. <laughs> Ironically, and you were gonna get a bee tattoo. Um, wow, <laughs> do you hate your sister? I want her dead. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, he's had 124 adoption interviews, and that's really, really sad. I know. And he's going to be 13, How many and interviews? Uh, surely, though, they go through quite a few. I don't know what I don't orphanages know. are like. I, I, I mean, he's I, 12. Correct. So that's yeah. like, what, one every month? Yeah, probably. Well, there's, Wait. There's, there's, no. Yeah, 12 by 12 is like 144. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of interviews. Ugh. Because yeah. I wonder what age they really started oh, to okay. put him into the interviews. You Probably know? as soon as he was born. Yeah, yeah, because he was going to talk in those interviews. It's just because still the babies have Clearly to, they have to go and they're kept baby. in like the window right. with like a little gerbil feeder thing. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's how adoptions window work. shopping. Okay. I'm assuming. Okay, I like your. You want him or the tired looking baby? <laughs> Neither. Um, he says a line that uh, really like um, hits home for me. Uh, he says, I have no future. No one wants me. <laughs> that is a very dark scene. You cannot make levity of that. Um, but yes, no, I get it's it. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lewis wonders why his mother gave him up, and Mildred tries to tell him maybe she had no choice. Um, and then Lewis thinks maybe his real mom wants him now, so he's going to go find her. And Mildred uh, tries to warn him not to because... No one knows anything about her, so he's just going to go on a wild goose chase to find her. But he draws a picture, so clearly he knows what she looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Curly hair, little button eyes. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> um, we get some Rufus Wainwright um, underscoring, and I'm really happy. I love R- Rufus Wainwright. Oh, uh, yeah. Roof. The, the whole, the whole uh, soundtrack is perfect. Yeah, Danny Elfman has done a very, very good job, but... Is there a movie that Danny Elfman has exactly. done poorly on? He's perfect. He's so good. Um, so, Lewis is doing some research, trying to find her, and we get this cute little montage of Discovery, and he goes all these random places, and let's be real, how does he has, uh, have access to anywhere? Oh, yeah. He's like in a he's like in the observation deck of a surgery room at one point, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, can I watch? <laughs> and he's also in college. Like, right, in a lecture. Right. He, so weird. Well, he's also trying to create an invention for the science fair, and all the kids are prepared for it to go wrong, and yes, it does explode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ambitious, though. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Goob, who we learn uh, his real name is Michael, uh, is always tired, and uh, that's when I really realized, yeah, it is Seraphim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, always drinking coffee, still tired. Mm-hmm. Hates himself. But you, you, you don't <laughs> have the bags under your, your eyes like he does. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Watch next time you, we see you, like, draw them on. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new drag persona. Um, so, Goob doesn't want to have a science geek for a roommate mm-hmm. and steals the coffee from Mildred. Um, 
Lewis finally finished his project, but he's late, so Mildred tells him he's scheduled for an interview, but he doesn't. he's done with those, but he's going to get rejected, and he doesn't want to get rejected anymore, and neither do I. Get that. Totally get that. Yeah. Mildred says, look to the future, and Lewis says, this is my future. It's deep. He's, he's, he's deep for a 12-year-old. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, it's time for the science fair. <laughs> it's time for the science fair and uh, Caffeine Lady. That's the what I remember from the trailer. Of the the trailer was... Yes. The, she was the... Fi- was, I can't believe I remember her. the trailer. I remember yeah. her from the trailer and the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And I did not... Re- exactly, which is why that was my synopsis. Yeah. But I didn't realize that was Lori Metcalf. I still don't know who that is. Roseanne, the sister. That's Roseanne. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen? I think Scream Two. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I've also seen she's Roseanne. But like, I was a little. She's also killer. She's been on Broadway, but yeah. she's like, uh, okay, you're not on Broadway. Do you think this one is Broadway? Oh well, get to know. Broadway. I'm not from New York. <laughs> Neither am I. Um, oh. Point is, um, <laughs> but you're gay. <laughs> I. That's also. I've realized that is my mother. That, yeah. that woman, Lori Metcalf, is my Your mother. real mother or Sutton Seymour? No, it's my real mother. My real my real mother is... My mom went to school. She is a chemist, mm-hmm. so she's a chemistry major. And my uh, my dad was an English teacher, but my mom was a chemistry teacher, and so she was very much that, like, let's do something. Like, let's, let's, be, like, let's explore. Like, let's... It's impossible to go on a vacation with her because there's literally no itinerary. And she's just <laughs> like, let's go explore the world. And that's... So... I saw that today and was like, yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. She's so much. Has, does she not sleep for eight days straight? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. No. Um, so <laughs> apparently, if you have one of those caffeine patches, apparently that's equivalent to 12 cups of coffee. That's yeah. just meth. <laughs> so meth patch. I have a feeling when we cast this, that's going to be passing the decline. Is that the, the that's case? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, then we see the random blonde boy has Mount Vesuvius and it doesn't work. Um, and then you, Seraphim, have pointed out that the army was running toward the volcano. Yeah, well, I don't think he did well on that. Experiment. Small details. I think Disney. he got all the details. details. The little details. Um, and then there's that fire ant farm uh, from Lizzie, which uh, the ants killed by her enemies. <laughs> Yep. Do you have an ant farm? I have uh, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> a fly without wings is sort of an ant. <laughs> oh, that's shade. That's funny. Um, um, oh, God. Where was I? I was uh, kidding, Audrey. Um, there was a, 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 a comment from the peanut gallery over here in the uh, during this moment where Jacqueline said she wanted Wilbur and Lewis to get together. <laughs> and I think it's time for uh, some Meet the Robinsons fan fiction. I didn't say that I wanted it. I said that I used to <laughs> when I was the appropriate age <laughs> to have crushes on these two people. The appropriate age of what? I don't know. How old was I when it came 2007? out? 2007? You were probably 2007? Like that 12? means I was... No, like, I was not 12. How long ago is 2000? It's... God, it's 12 years 12 ago. 12 years ago. I was 12. Oh, <laughs> look. See, look at that. They're literally my age. Everyone can go to hell. I was so... It's like everyone's crush on Aladdin. You're like, damn. I had a crush on Wilbur. I really want this kid to fuck his mom. Yeah, okay, well, first of all... <laughs> and his wife. I, oh, yeah, because I'm also really into the mom, too. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's a different kind of into it. Like, I just want to be the mother. But... Keep going. And this is... <laughs> but keep um, going. <laughs> this is Meet the Robinson's fan fiction. You're welcome, yeah, everyone. Yeah, I really wanted that. And then we get introduced to Bowler Hat Guy. Um, he's creepy. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he, he's a mood. Uh, Wilbur runs into him and knocks over all the frogs. Um, no. 
Wilbur grabs the dude he thinks is him, and that dude bumps into Franny's table, which releases the frogs. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, information. That was not the thank bowler you, hat guy. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. He didn't bump into him. Um, I, I type fast. So what, whatever. Uh, and then I saw, like, the bowler hat just flies off and now has legs, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, it's oh, a future yeah. bowler it's hat. It's a future bowler hat. And <laughs> that talks like... Meow, meow, meow. I love <laughs> that it talks, but it doesn't have any actual, like... <laughs> words right. like it's been given the he's like the, barking yeah <laughs> yeah well it's lewis's turn with his invention and he's doing some presentation and the bowler hat robot is just like dismantling it yeah slowly yeah. too sabotage mm-hmm. and then the memory scanner it has a laser and a keypad and the memory is displayed on the monitor and he wants to go back to the day but he doesn't tell them but he wants to go back to the day he was left by his mother well, he yeah. wants to remember it yeah he wants to remember it he wants to remember it so that he can see the mother and mm. also what's the plan there you're gonna see the mother's face and then you're gonna be like oh I know her she lives yeah. down the street <laughs> well 12 years old no one ages in 12 years right yeah no absolutely not of course not of course not <laughs> she could be dead sorry dark dark well it's Disney so um yeah it's about to blow and it pops apart and the ca- cartoon disaster happens and everything that can go wrong does go wrong yeah suddenly the fire alarm's going off even though there wasn't fire <laughs> from the fake volcano yeah Mount yeah. Vesuvius does go off and then the ant farm goes on the gym coach and it's a it's a it's a whole ordeal everything um and then like we get some sad music and that's the moment when I realized that this is the instrumental of the emotional waltz which is one of the songs Rufus Wainwright sings on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um and I know that song very well because I used it um in as like music in a moment uh for the very very first play I ever wrote. Ooh, Ooh I love yeah. that. Did yeah. you get the rights to it? Or do I need to call him? Wow. Yeah, you just got Rufus Um, It was a really dark play, and it had been done like a couple times, and yeah, it's fun. Excuse me, Rufus, I have to like to report something to you. So mean. <laughs> um, so, again, why is Bowler Hat Guy so creepy? Uh, because I think it's the way he moves. The mm-hmm. way he moves, yeah. and also, he's in all black, which is, I mean, so are you right now, but... <laughs> he's like lanky, he's bald... He's weirdly padded and in the wrong places. And he moves in that very slithery yeah. sort of way. He's been yeah. animated to be creepy. He's foily. Yeah, if, if there, there's another Disney character that may, you two may be familiar with, but he, I feel like he moves like Radigan. Yeah. Um, very much like top heavy and then like just lanky on the bottom. Yeah, he's and also designed so shoulders. his legs are literally... He's yeah. like the genie. Like yeah. he has no... <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Lewis is back on his roof and he's looking at his, the drawing of him and his mom and he gets very sad and oh no, the picture blows away. Oh no, the only thing you have to remember your mom. It's, <laughs> you <laughs> drew it. This drawing of your mom. Um, yeah, so then he, he's starting to work on another invention but nothing's working and now he's angry and I'm wondering, is this just like a spinoff of Inside Out? Are we like going to go inside? A spinoff mom? of oh. Inside Out? Well, I guess technically this would be first. Yeah, the prequel. this was first. The, the prequel of Inside Out. Be a very different movie. You, that, would, that would be interesting. I would yeah. see that movie. Um, that movie was kind of a flop. Inside no, it Out? Was not. No, it was it not. It was rave riveting. Nobody has talked not. about it in ages. You know when something is not a flop in the world of Disney when they have uh, rides about it. There's n- nothing. Nobody's talked about Disneyland, this movie. Disneyland has um, a new ride that's opening, I think, next month. That is the... Um, that's basically like a kind of like the Dumbo ride, but it's um, you're in like orbs. Does that or mean they're gonna do a sequel? There's rumors of it. Like if they're making a ride this long after the mm-hmm. movie came okay, out, we are talking about a different film right now. It's Michael still Disney. I love Disney. Let's talk about Lion King. <laughs> what the uh, the the live action? I was Lion kidding. King? Move on. 
Uh, so Lewis throws the paper and it suddenly is thrown back and we learn that it's Wilbur and how did he get up there? Uh, we want it's, it's a cartoon. Yeah, and we know. Oh no, he he took the machine. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Oh, sorry. No suspense. Get there yet. Uh, we call him now Captain Time Travel and wants Blondie to fix the memory scanner. scanner. Um, and then Jacqueline says uh, she has a 12-year-old boyfriend. Yeah, that's uh-huh. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my 12-year-old He's boyfriend. He's 13. Yes, he looks old for his age, and we've already established he's got a deep voice. Yeah, his balls have dropped. Hey, um, Captain Time Travel says he can prove that he is from the future, so he literally shoves Blondie off the roof, and he hits this like invisible like force field type thing, and boom, there's the time machine car. Thank God. Yeah. Um, that would probably hurt a little bit. I said it's still a story drop. <laughs> he like fell like face like, first onto, still, a, yeah. onto a car. One yeah. story. <laughs> um, and then they travel to the future to the theme of the song The Future Has Arrived but it's like the movie version and not the all-American uh, rejects uh, version. <laughs> it's like the choir version. Yes, yeah, the choir version. The future. Um, and then we get to see uh, Todayland instead of Tomorrowland. It's like yeah. a little spinoff and that's when you get to see Space Mountain the, that structure so... Disney fans get to have their little Easter egg. Um, and everyone's traveling by bubble. Yeah. Yeah, bubbles are a big thing. How 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 what how does how do the bubbles work? I feel like oh I have no idea. But I feel like <laughs> the reason no. they're bubbles is like bubbles are like sending a clean message. You know what I mean? Is it's clearly oh, they aren't yeah. putting anything clearly they aren't like destroying the planet like we are today. Um but like hey. yeah, I don't know how they would work. It, 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 how do you steer? How do you, it doesn't make any sense. Or do you, is there like like a bubble like platform that you like go in and you put the destination and the bubble knows where to go? But um, then what is the bubble like made of that it can carry smart, people? Smart. I don't know, like an extra viscous yeah. soap. These are the things we talk about after Ruins watching your the outfit every time. A viscous yeah. soap. An extra right. viscous. Oh. Uh, so Wilbur wants Blondie to fix the memory <laughs> scanner, uh, but he says he's not going to because he just wants to go back and meet his mom instead, and he gets really angsty. Then they fight over the controls of the vehicle, then it's crashed, and mom and dad are going to totally kill him. Yeah. Totally. This totally. is what happened. Um, and then uh, Seraphim had a really great quote, um, um, if 18 is, is legal, why isn't 13? <laughs> <laughs> We gotta edit that out. You <laughs> can never run for president. Oh, uh, well, I am on record that Seraphim once said that she'd date a cartoon who's 13 years old. <laughs> so we learn in this moment that there are only two time machines in existence, and Wilbur tells Blondie that he has to fix this one. Um, and. Yeah, Bowler Cap guy uh, has the other one. He's really creepy again. Um, so he's got this uh, invention. He's got got in a box, and he's going to change the future. Um, but he is his plan is thwarted by the secretary, who um, I guess is talking to another client first, and he thinks he's talking to her. And it was a really funny scene. Um, <laughs> and I wish it was actually the sloth from uh, Zootopia. Oh my god, no! <laughs> that was too much. The movie would be that, two hours. That scene is that scene is really funny too. Um, uh, so then we learn that the bowler cap guy can't read the clock. Yeah. And I kind of identify, like, it would take me hard, like, a while to learn how to read an actual clock. I, I, 
I used to drive a Lincoln. This sounds fancier than it is. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, the one with the little... Uh, it was a 98. Uh, but yeah, it had an analog clock in it. And anytime like, anyone would be in my car, they'd be like, what time is it? I'm like, there's a clock right there. And they're like, what does it say? I'm like, is everyone stupid? It's funny yes. because that scene is meant to suggest that clearly he's like not the brightest bulb. Right. And, and, and yet and, apparently... And obviously when we when we discuss the reveal later on, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. know why. I would, like, I would like to point out now that I can read a clock. That's good. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Put me to the test. Big hand. <laughs> big hand. Um, so then he decides to pose as... <laughs> These little lady hands. <laughs> Jack, I'm thirsty. Um, he poses as Mary Johnson, a.k.a. Marion. Um, and then the next thing we see is that he has a unicorn notebook. Yes, one of my favorite details of the entire show. Because there's literally no reason for it. I think he got it from that meeting plays that like unicorn playpen or whatever it's called that sounds dirty but whatever that was called the plate the they went to eat there oh the plant when they hatched the evil plant yeah i feel uh-huh. like that's what like the menu was gotcha. or something gotcha. and then they just like took the menu out and stole the like the i wonder binder. if disney ever sold those they must have, right? Oh, they should. Probably not. It's from this movie. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, apparently True. it's a huge flop. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bowler Cap Guy has no idea what to say, so um, now we learn that uh, it's Doris. Um, she is going to do be like the cue card lady um, and starts off with prepare to be amazed. Yep. Um, then we get to see this flashy new version of the memory scanner. It's kind of cool. Is it new? That wasn't the new version. It's no? No, it's the same that one. the same one, girl. Really? Yeah. It looks a lot cleaner and colorful. Well, it was in the light. It wasn't in the school where it's dismal. <laughs> oh, the, the overhead light. The American mm-hmm. education system is garbage. Fair, fair. Corporate, however. <laughs> They've got um, lighting. they got money. Yeah, so... Obviously, this is a cartoon, because how, what invention has a wire that long that can... Oh, um, yeah. You can I run across love. an entire conference table <laughs> and put so the helmet big. on. My favorite thing is it is obviously a cord that is wildly, like, so unnecessarily long, and yet it still ends directly before the end of the yeah. conference table. Comedy. That's the physical comedy. I never realized how, like, very nonsensical it is. Yeah, um, and... I'm going to call him now uh, BCG. Uh, he BCG. just says that oh. his line is, I want to crush the dreams of a poor orphan boy. BCG? B-H-G. That's not what Buller you said. Buller hat guy. But you said BC because he's calling it a bowler cap. Oh. Yeah. Buller cap guy. I was like, what's BCG? I've never heard of a bowler cap before, but BCG sounds better than BHG. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Big Hungry Giant? No, like that's... No, it's... BFG. BFG. I, big, my childhood was like giant. a thousand years ago. Yeah, it's a big Dude. friendly giant. Was he friendly? He sure. was. Did you read the book? I did read the book. I didn't see the movie. It's a little too friendly. I read if the you book. Me. And... <laughs> Taking up children. No, he well, was either that game. or he would get revealed. No, okay. Everyone needs to <laughs> back off because that's a great book too. <laughs> um, as, as Seraphim said, uh, the machine is powered by Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh yeah. The little bottle comes out, and I knew the bottle was going to come out too. And I was like, "It's a bottle. I know it's going to be a bottle." It cracks yeah. me up. Well, the time goes off. The presentation is over. Uh, the demo doesn't work, and instead, um, it he just is thrown out. Yeah. on his face. Um, but but the CEO get guy gets like thrown across the table by uh, the helmet, and because the machine falls over, and yeah, it then they get entangled face. together, and um, and then. There, 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 there. He writes something down in his um, 
notebook and oh. it's get that like at sign yeah he writes the square get that it's get that <laughs> yeah fucking, get that this disney cursing word. yeah that was a, a disney curse wow that was that was kind of cool i <laughs> see it makes the entire Swearing's movie worth cool. it yeah um Swear because kids. kids are gonna be like what mommy what the hell's that mean and we'll, and they're gonna be like, "What did you say?" The first day of kindergarten, my sister came home from school, and she's like, "Mommy, is um, is motherfucker a bad word?" <laughs> oh my god! The and first she was like, "Where day? did you hear this?" And she was like, "The kids on the bus." Oh god! And she's oh like, "Don't god. say it again." Oh boy! Now she has children, so <laughs> do they say motherfucker? Probably they're her kids. <laughs> also, I mean, like, that's just the way it is now. Yeah. Well, back kids in have the internet. Back in the future, uh, Blondie and Wilbur push the time machine like it's the easiest like thing to push um, up and down roads. Yeah, it's super light. And then we are introduced to Carl. Oh, Carl. Um, Carl is voiced by Harland Williams. I don't know. Um, he is a, a comedian from my brother's favorite movie of all time, Rocket Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. It's think like a late nineties a movie. Um, where this guy gets to go out and out of space, and the, my brother's favorite line was "Are we there yet?" because he would be in a car and ask, "Are we there yet?" every five <laughs> minutes, and it was really annoying. And my brother's really annoying. Yeah, mine is too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Well, we then learn that Blondie is not allowed to show his blonde hair. Yeah. So he has to wear a like little fruit hat. It's like the opposite of the. I think it's the funniest thing. Huh. That- <laughs> one he pulls the fruit hat out of nowhere true two it's a fruit hat like mm-hmm. of all the ha- and there's also another hat later that clearly we could have worn but the fruit hat was the first choice for it's wilbur very 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 true it would have been my first choice yeah yeah if i had one god i want a fruit hat <gasps> casually I a fruit hat. do you have a fruit hat Michael? I, I, I feel don't. like that's something you would randomly own he like yeah i've got a fruit hat <laughs> no, but I have that um, that that deer thing that uh, Brady uh, created. What? Oh, you have that here? Yeah. Why? Because uh, Johanna. No, OG was supposed to take it and hasn't taken it yet. Oh. I don't know but any I still of have those it. people. Oh, oh, we'll show you. You afterwards. don't know Johanna? Oh, I know Johanna. Icon <laughs> legend superstar. Yeah. Is she an icon. I mean, she was. Yes, she but did. That's not, she, she did. Yeah, she so did. that's not what I was. I'm keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, so then all of a sudden he's, uh, Blondie is told to stay in the garage, but he's like whisked away by like some amazeballs, like tubes through this like really cool house. Um, and then he like lands in the front of the house with like two guys in planters with two doorbells. Then there's like an octopus and like, this is when I'm like, where the fuck are Yeah, we? it begins to get really, really weird. After None that. of those characters were necessary. No. The two guys in the planter? Yeah. Yeah, plus, I loved them Plus that random octopus? The octopus is the butler. Don't you have an octopus butler? No. Do you want I one? I think it is absolutely no, necessary. I couldn't afford butler. him. I, I, I think it's super necessary. Are you I'll tell you why. Maybe, maybe you the why octopus is a mind reading like octopus He's squid not. thing. Wait, why? No. What did he do? Oh, um, because he can't communicate? No, it's a reference to the OA. Oh. <laughs> What's OA? The OA? The original angel. I don't know. <laughs> Who are you? That's that's a Netflix, it's um, a Netflix experience. Thing. Oh, it is an experience. It's yeah. Um, then I lo- I want to say that Carl the robot um, is like a less neurotic C three PO. What's C three PO? Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. You've never seen Whoa. Star Wars. Whoa! <laughs> I literally did think it was also because he's also a super gay gold robot. Yes. Like yeah, they're both the same character. You've never seen Star Wars. No. It makes me be- feel better that I haven't seen Harry Potter. 
You've never... I'm leaving. Neither <laughs> of you... Neither of you are allowed to leave the house no, until you've seen both there, of those movies. There's going to be like an epic. Make both my, of those movies. There's like eight movies. Both of those for each of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, there's going to be a Make Mike Watch. Uh, the entire Harry, series. Yeah, so I'm going to have like a panel, like like six or seven people, and we'll like oh alternate God. who gets to watch which movies with me. Are you doing it all at once? No, it's going to be over like two or three weeks. Damn so if you'd like to be on that panel, let me know. No. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Next. Next. I, no, I just don't want to be part... Oh my god, that's a process. It is... It Yeah, it's going to be a thing, but we're not there yet. Then we meet the um, grandpa, and I was like, is that the old guy from Up? Uh, oh, who yeah. just wears his clothes no. backwards. Uh, I grandpa, know it's not, but... The I'm, old guy from Up is, like, short. Gra- yeah, short-ish. but... Only because he has, like, osteoporosis. It could, be, it could be him with a different animation. Yes. But, um, no. I think the grandpa might be one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has a line that um, I related to in this moment. He says, well, I'm completely lost. <laughs> well, T. well, I'm completely lost. <laughs> that was the... <laughs> I'm like, you live there! Yeah. Uh, then we see, like, a giant toy train. Yeah, yeah. funny. Um, and that's Uncle Joe. He works out. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Joe is fully just a pervert. <laughs> What? Wow. I mean, like, he we does were, look we, kind of perfect. I mean, we were talking over that part. He's the only one in a dark room, and there's like a, um, if you like listen to the workout video, it's like some woman. She's like, lift those legs, or like whatever. Not oh, anything, it's not like Oh, like, I but didn't like, realize he's, he's watching, watching a workout video. Program. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I don't know. And like, like a dark room by himself in a recliner. It's, it's like Uncle Ernie from uh, Who's Tommy. Creepy. Do you not know that? Right? No, I don't, I don't know, know what that is. I'm young. Do you know the Who's Tommy? No. No. Well, this character, Uncle Ernie, he is a pervert. Um, this is why I don't like the word uncle when people, like, you know, refer to me as, like, a drag uncle. No! I don't like that. Yeah, Jim's uncles are never good. Ever again. My uncle's, uncle's not a good... Oh. <laughs> T. I tell him all the time. Yeah. He knows. Is he gay? No. Oh, well, well you're weird. He's just good looking. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, there are a lot of characters all at once, and I just can't keep track, um... And, but I finally did eventually get, like, a family tree, and maybe we'll go over that later. Or I'll test the two of you, see if you know that's a family tree. I'll, I'll try. Um, <laughs> why does that man have a creepy puppet? That's oh, his wife! That's it's, not, no. Again, another really necessary... I, the, so, <laughs> this whole part... So, in the future, it, you're allowed to marry a puppet? Maybe. Okay. I think the great thing about First this whole scene... The homosexuals, next steps a puppet. <laughs> well, see, I, the, thing, the great thing about this entire uh, scene is that it's such... It's a great... It's a great representation of, like, an unorthodox family. Yeah. Like, it's like everyone is weirdly related. The or least it's like, nuclear family ever. There's just... It's, like, it's very accepted family and that it's like, it's just a, yeah, you know what like I mean? anybody, the anything scene, is doing. The whole scene like, is yes, like, we do. just love. That's yeah. how it is. Yes. And then we are introduced to Lucille who, um, you bake those cookies, Lucille. <laughs> yes. I want to uh, do like a cookies mix now with like that and then like get these you cookies. You bake them cookies, <laughs> Lucille. And then like a dubstep remix of C is for Cookie. Oh my God. Is that from Sesame Street? Yes. Yeah. Not either. Um, well, but you know C is for Cookie. She is for good enough for me. Yeah. Well, speaking of singing things, um, there are frogs that sing and play instruments. Yeah, they awesome. do it well too. Mm-hmm, very well. I and never understood what the because clearly there's got to be some sort of science behind that. The idea is that she technically 
that she taught them to say. She just trained them. And speak. Yes. And they are very old now. They're like 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Right? 30 year old frogs. Um, (laughs) So Grandpa was missing his teeth, but oh, we find them in the frog, and then he spits them out of Grandpa's mouth. So gross. Really gross. It's the worst scene in the movie. It's a cartoon. Um, Jacqueline made um, a comment where she said she was in love with Franny. I am. Oh She's my god. Gorgeous. They introduced the mother, and the mother is everyone I want to be. Honestly, if she Voiced were by Nicole Sullivan. Oh, she's so skinny. I love her. Oh, she's so. She's like, got a she, ponytail, but she's still, still got the cowlick. Yeah, uh, she's, got, she's a drag queen. She is a drag queen. and So, I, when are we going to see that look? Who's going to do it first? I will. You're going to wear black hair? Yeah, I got a new black wig actually coming. It's, it's I'm getting it on Wednesday. Ooh. Yeah. I'm Very excited exciting. to see it. You're going to meet the Robinsons mix? Uh, that would be fun, though. Yeah. I, with who... Yeah, I would appreciate you it. You think I'm crazy, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, Blondie and Wilbur knock into one another, and Blondie tries to then give us the family tree as once he says that he has met the um, entire family. So yeah. Sh- should we go over the family tree? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's let, do let, it. Let's try this. Um, according to this family tree, um, the creator, Mickey Mouse, is on top, but great. Let's do... Um, so... <laughs> Fritz. Fritz? Uncle Fritz. What are we what are we supposed to respond with that way? Is with? married to who? Is married to the puppet. Is no wait. The the German one. Is Fritz the sausage cannon guy? No. No, okay. Uncle Fritz is Fritz is the puppet. Okay. Oh, her, her name is Petunia. Yeah. Pat- and I didn't they know she had have a name. two children. Yeah. The foreign people. Tallulah and Laszlo. Lazio. Which, sure. the, yeah, the German one. For, and the Scottish one. Yeah. <laughs> I um, keep saying German. I do mean Scottish. And then <laughs> Uncle Joe is married to... No one. Fully no one, right? No, wait. Billy. Aunt Billy. Who's Aunt Billy? I don't know. She's the one... She wears blue. Can I, do I have a picture of it? They have no kid. Oh well, wait, no. Uncle Joe, the big guy who works out, is married to the train woman. Yeah, that's what it says. Wait, no, because no, that's the train woman. No, no, no yeah. Um, who is she then? Wait, no, no, no. She's the one who flies around. Flies around. She flies around. Yeah, there's. She's a very minor character. I just realized, but that's the kids. So apparently, so Uncle these two Joe, are Uncle Joe, and the train woman are together. Yeah. What? Yeah, this family tree's all fucked up. Oh, so it's the mom and the s- and the nephew that are racing. I guess. I always. Yeah, that I got. Yeah. Because I thought it was the sibling. Yeah, that would make sense, but no, they're just. Oh wait, no, that's the guy. I don't My know. My toy the- train. I just learned that I don't okay, know. Okay, maybe at we, all. We, we we yeah, this is a lot harder than we thought. Um, then there's Spike and um Demi- uh, Dimitri, yeah, who they're not related are, to anybody. Um, in the in the planters. Yeah, they're not related um, to anyone. Then, they're just creeps. The but but Lucille, um, who have Franny and uh, Uncle Ant and Gaston, and then there's Wilbur, and this this family tree is all too much for me. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I didn't real. Oh, yeah. Michael's like, there's more than two parents and two kids. I stopped paying <laughs> <Wow>. attention. <laughs> All right, where are we in this? Let's see if I can find my place. We're getting to the point where the bad guy is going to get a frog. We were talking about the frogs? No, the bad guy's going to take the frog now. Oh, we met the unconditional family. Nope, that's not what I mean. Untraditional? 
Non-conventional? Yeah, non- yeah, unconventional or non-traditional. <laughs> Just making up words. <laughs> That's not a made-up word. It's not a, yeah, I okay. <laughs> found my place. Continue. So, our creepy bowler hat guy busts into the orphanage, and uh, Goob looks really beat down. Um, like, he looks like he was punched a couple times. He was, yes. Probably by himself. No. Um, no, he's punched by I all the know. other kids. You think? Yeah, well, yeah, he said he got beat up. You, you think, well, then why didn't Disney show that? He was holding a stake. He said, Mr. Stake, you're my only friend. It's relatable content. Um, so Boulder Hat Guy is saying Raw weird steak. shit uh, to Goob, and I'm very confused, too. Um, so he, he, he and his cape uh, bust up onto the roof, and he's looking for Blondie, but he's not there. Um, and then that was the first time that I noticed the brain scanner billboard is going to be all over the place and does not um, change throughout time. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really decay much, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> 30 years. So, Bowler Hat Guy is not the smartest. He's not He's, he's not that smart. No. Um, Doris is the one who has to do all the work and bring them back to the future. He finds a stick. Mm-hmm. The next scene, we learn that the uh, Robinson family motto is keep moving forward. Yes. Um, and that's your tattoo. T. Um, so Robinson Industry, we learn, is uh, produced, mass-produces inventions, including the time machine invented by Wilbur's dad. Yeah. Um, and after working and working, Mr. Robinson doesn't give up until he successfully creates the time machine. Um, but the second time machine is in the hands of the Bowler Hat Guy. Bum, bum, bum! <laughs> and Blondie is trying to fix the time machine, but he can't, and he's so dejected. Um, so... What happens when uh, Bowler Hat Guy and Doris get back to the future? Well, they have to go sneak in and find the boys. So there's a mini Doris. It's the uh, it's the little little Bowler Hat. I didn't even know you could do that. Good old DJ Doris Junior. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and then we have a really interesting uh, dinner scene. So it's like mini Carls <laughs> serve the food, and then there's like a train that moves there the food around. Um, and how did this not become an actual restaurant at the Disney theme parks? Oh, that's a good, because nobody gave a shit about the movie. Right? I just think that whole family eats so much meat. Yeah, that was an enormous meal for everybody. And then the night before they had meatloaf, and then the one girl wanted fucking sloppy Joe's. No wonder Uncle Joe looks like that. (laughs) Yeah. But everyone else is stick thin. (laughs) Because did you see how much they actually ate of their meal? Yeah, that's true. They just kind of look at it. None. Mm -hmm. Um, we also Skin learned that tea. in the future, um, Canada is no longer Canada. It is North <laughs> Montana. Hasn't been called Canada for years. Thank you, me, North Montana. <laughs> um, then we also learned that the fa- the family has a family calic. Yeah. I hate calics. I, I hate my, my nephew has like five on his head. And I'm oh, like, you no. poor kid. Oh, I have so one. Sad. I have one in the back. I have one yeah. here, but it's like, it's, uh, I mean, I always wear my hair up anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, mine's in the back. Oh, it's miserable. Miserable. Who invented those? Uh, God. <laughs> Not only God, but also Jesus. Mm-hmm. God is a woman. Ariana Grande did it. And uh, 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 Miss Cracker. It's all your mix. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then there, it's time for a food fight. Um, and then we change colors, and it's an action it's scene. In, it's it's done to like the <laughs> like um, a poorly dubbed. Yeah, a poorly dubbed like kung fu movie. Yeah. yeah. It was really cute. Um, it's a really weird family dinner, but I, said, I thought I, I had fun. That scene is kind of that's where I said to you, I was like, it's like one of the family members animated the film. Yeah. Like the choices that they make are so outlandish, 
And I feel like maybe that's why it didn't get so much traction as a movie. Yeah. Like it was just, it it made it's, a lot of like weird choices yeah, it's that a little more I like love. cartoony than the, even like the 2D animated ones. Yeah. Because it's... In, in the history of Disney animation and Pixar, this comes out like a little bit after Chicken Little, which was a bit of a bit, bit of a flop. Yeah. None of the Disney films were doing great, but this was after... Finding Nemo was a smash. Cars was a smash. You had all these Pixar movies that were so good. And then you have this Disney movie that slightly looks like Pixar, but it's not Pixar. Yeah. And it was just missing that little thing. Well, meanwhile, Mini Doris... The textures were lazy, too. Yeah. The textures? Yeah. Yeah. Like the the shirt textures would be like the same as like the the bush textures. Yeah. That bothered you. It was just lazy. True. But it was a different time. It was 2007. Yeah. Well, Minnie Doris gets stuck on a talking frog's head, and then um, Bowler Hat Guy tries to, like, control him, and then he like, starts repeating everything he says, and it's really funny, it's a really comedic moment. <laughs> um, then the, tri- the frog tries to go seize the boy and bring him to Bowler Hat Guy, and the frog doesn't think the plan is smart because he has little arms and there are a million people there. Yeah. Um, Lewis is now trying to create the peanut butter and jelly machine again, but when it fails, the Robinsons are actually encouraging because keep moving forward. One of the best scenes ever. Yeah, it was really, really sweet. And I, you know what? We should have played a drinking game for every time it said keep moving forward. Oh my god. We'd be I think we a little did. drunker than now. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, so when Frankie the Frog is relieved of his duties, um, Minnie Doris drops the frog and then is hovering above the Dino Topiary. And Bowler Hat Guy gets a new idea. What an adult. Wow, I'm so smart. Not really. I would have just said sculpture. Sculpture, but it was... It's a bush. It's a bush. I would have said like like bush sculpture. Shrub. I don't (laughs) know. Plant sculpture is what I would have said, I think. Um, (laughs) Did you know that in this future world, when you make a toast to someone, you throw a drink in your face? I don't think that's a fully universal thing. I think that's a family thing. (laughs) It's a family thing. They're like, we can't have these kids drink. Yeah, Maybe it does feel... That's kind of a nice thing, is it doesn't feel like that's tradition. It feels like that's just what the family would do. Yeah. Do you think it was water? What were they drinking? Yeah, that's true. It probably is. I guess it was water. It must be, because everything else would have been sticky. In a wine glass. Well, this is the moment where Lewis mentioned that he's an orphan, and Franny asks Wilbur what he meant, and Wilbur says he's an orphan and doesn't have a family, (laughs) and it's really sad. Means I don't have a fucking family, Franny. (laughs) Thanks Um, for making me spell it out. Yeah, it's really sad. But meanwhile, uh, Bowler Hat Guy comes back and steals a dinosaur, and it battles the giant train. How does he get the dinosaur back? I I don't know. And a bunch of other Robinson inventions, and... (laughs) Um, Deep Dish Dino is not dead. Um, then he starts to munch on Carl and tosses him against a wall. Um, and it's an f- intense fight scene for Carl kids. Carl gets beat up. He does. Carl gets beat up a he lot in this movie. He fucked up at the end. Yeah. Girl. Um, and then the Dino in Dino Talk says, I have big he- a big head and tiny arms. And it's another not well thought out plan. He really fully speaks English. Yeah. I just want it to be known. He just has like <laughs> a heavy speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well... <laughs> Wilbur um, almost gets eaten by the dino, but Blondie saves him, and then the mini Doris is knocked off the head, and thus stopping Bowler Hat Guy from controlling him. Um, And then we see Doris is kind of abusive. Now you we see? Play. Well, no, like she like we know the shit out of him. Yeah, but she hit him before. Yeah, yeah she but this hits was him all like the time. This was rougher. This was just the first time you noticed. Probably. Maybe. Also, it's because he brought a freaking dinosaur from the back, well, back from the past. Yeah, I'm that's like, someone this who needs is to a get good hit. Idea. Yeah. So Lewis, um, he's excited about this amazing fight scene, and then accidentally calls Franny mom. 
How embarrassing. Which, <laughs> sure. It's, it, it's a cute, sad moment, but then you're like, once you know the big reveal later, you're like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> I've done that before, though. I called my friend's mom mom. Okay, it's not bad. What about your wife? But I would also hang out <laughs> with her. But I would also hang out with my friend's mom without my friend. Do <laughs> you need to talk to a counselor? <laughs> what do you mean? Move on. No more yeah, questions. Yeah, this yeah, is probably yeah. this was not more. This, th- this was not more problematic. When, don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna be notating all this, and when uh, Seraphim finally gets her uh, block talk interview, um, we'll, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll dive into all of that. Oh yeah. No um, but yeah, uh, Franny tells Lewis that he is he can stay and be a Robinson and be part of the fan family. Very um, beautiful moment. Yeah, and he's very excited to be adopted. But Wilbur obviously knows this can't happen. He's like, um... Um, and then, apparently, the blonde hair is a bad thing when it finally... Knocks off the blonde hair. Everybody sees it, and they're like, <gasps> he hasn't changed his hair in 30 years. <laughs> um, then Franny, <laughs> Franny has to backpedal and kick him out because he's from the past. And then, cut to the dino who's just rolling around like a little baby, and that was <laughs> really cute. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Blondie then says that Wilbur was going to take him to see his mom, but Wilbur had no intention of actually doing it, and he lied, and he's really sad. Yeah. And Franny says, you did what? Yeah. Um, <coughs> Lewis has a really sad line. Um, I can't believe I was dumb enough to believe you were my actual friend. Mm. I just, like, don't understand how nobody has any friends in this movie. Yeah. Like, fully any yeah i mean let's talk about friendship when it comes to this movie and how it works friendship takes a day and a day i mean if you were to go back in time with someone you wouldn't say that you're like super close with them now no really if i went back in time met somebody for a day my son like when i birthed this kid i'm like oh my god best friend i haven't seen you in ages have been no. No, I'd be close. I'd be close. I'd be latched on. I'd be like, look at this experience we had together. We're together forever now. I'm yeah. very single. I'd be like, it was so good to see you 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so there, it would be an acquaintance in your head. I just, like, I would have other friends. Like, when I go visit somewhere, like, I, and I make friends there, I'm like, you're not my best friend. I have other true. friends. I have real life friends. I talk That's to people. That's not how movies work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is movie friendship. <laughs> well, um, Bowler Hat Guy and Doris use their voices to uh, entice Blondie to come to the time machine. And it's their really, voices. It's, it's kind of <laughs> gross. And all he has to do is put the invention together. And Bowler Hat Guy will um, help him find his mommy. But he's crossed. But his fingers are crossed. Oh, dear. Um, and then while he's working on it, um, Blondie tries to ask what he needs it for, and Bullet Hat Guy says, that's for me to know and you to find out. And that's such a child line. Yeah. Such I mean, line. this dude clearly... Has not grown up at all. Has, like, developmental issues. Yeah. Well, he never left that room. No. Like, did he just, like... Dr- like, I don't understand his backstory. Yeah. Well, Lewis finally fixes the machine, and then... Doris ties him up pretty poorly and it's revealed that Lewis is actually Wilbur's dad. Bum, what? Bum, bum. Um, that's the reveal, but wait. We then learn Bowler Hat Guy is Goob. Bum, bum, bum. Um, let's, let's talk In about... In the um, best drag reveal ever. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that reveal. 
Um, what do you have any notes for him? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was everything. I love that he takes off this outfit he's had. It's literally a onesie that he's been in. Like he's been in a bodysuit the whole time, and he tears it off. And it's the it's his like thirteen year old is when he was thirteen. I mean, it's his thirteen year old freaking uh, baseball so uniform. Eighteen, like. Well, it's it's like thirty years in the future, I think. Right. Yeah. So grand what he's been wearing for thirty years underneath. He's like, he's like, hi. You know that outfit that I've been wearing this entire time? It's a reveal into this outfit that I wore thirty years ago. Well, we get a flashback to learn the backstory, and uh, we see Goob does not catch the ball, and he blames Lewis for not catching the ball, and then he says, they all hated me, and that's a ser- very seraphim line to say. <laughs> He's walking um, through, and they're hey. like, hey, Goob, do you want to hang out at the school? And <laughs> hey, dude. They hey, Goob. Nice hat. They all hated me. <laughs> uh-huh. And then um, Bowler Hat Guy just like, play- blames everyone and displaces all his anger on other people, because it's never um, my fault either, and I get that. It's- I understand that sense of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um... So then we learn a little bit about Doris, that she was like a human hat, slaves of humankind, um, but Doris knew she had more potential and she was shut down until she escaped. And then they met uh, at the diner place and then they made a plan and became the perfect team. Yeah. And that's when um, Bowler Hat Guy stole the time machine because Wilbur forgot to lock the garage. Um, and I'm just surprised with all these inventions. And Carl's bike. Yes. I'm just surprised that with all the inventions, like, it's not, like, a self-locking garage. T. Right? Or, like, they have any type of security. Plot hole. Or, like, a like a fence around their house. True. Security. Yeah, they don't have anything. Um, they have, clearly have a great gardener. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Bowler hat guy is a serious revenge mood. Um, take responsibility for my own life or blame you. Ding, ding, ding. Blame you. Yeah. Blame you once every time. Um, so then Bowler hat guy is down. about yeah, to push um, tied up Blondie off the roof, but Wilbur and Carl, Carl rescue him. And then... Doris destroys Carl and gets the oh attention back. Oh my god, back. yeah, in the most horrifying way. He shoots shoot, him. Yeah, she yeah. Like shoots an arrow through his heart. <laughs> it was like a harpoon. Yeah, yeah, a harpoon, like, from the back, too. So he's, like, happy, and then, like, the thing like, shoots oh. out in front of him. And then Lou, uh, uh, Wilbur says, you are my dad, which is the reverse Luke, I am wow. your father, uh, which <laughs> oh, you don't understand. I'm sh- okay, I've heard that one. <laughs> you are my dad. I know the basic things yeah. like that. C-3PO. Um, I don't know that one. That's too new for me. And then it's just weird when he then says, you can do it, Dad. Like, it just felt weird. It was very forced. But Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we see, with Blondie in the future, everything gets screwy as the helping hat... We see on the video screen, like, the helping hats are set to take over the world. And the movie is very scary. Um, then Lewis is being pushed off the ledge with the time machine as he tries to fix it. And what's happening? This Disney, It's Disney, so there's going to be a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we see that in the fu- this future future, the buildings are Doris's too. Um, they move and walk around. Oh, yeah. Um, Doris is the true villain of this movie. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Because Goob, uh, Goob is kind of my tragic hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of um, feel like... Lewis is the villain of the story. Lewis is not the villain. The he villain? invents Doris. Yeah, but that doesn't make him a villain. And he causes all these issues to, like, be the whole reason the timeline almost got disrupted in the first place. No, he's not the villain. I don't think he's the villain. He makes Doris. He, like, crashes the he crashes the time thing, the time machine. Mm-hmm. Like he, He's not helpful, but that doesn't make him the villain. He actively does things that, like, fucks up the timeline. 
Yeah, but they're all still brought on by... I didn't think he's the villain on purpose. He's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you said, um, Blotty is able to control the future. So he then says to Doris, I'm never going to invent you, which then destroys her. And... All is right in the world again. Yay. Um, so Lewis and Bowler Hackeye um, arrive back at the Robinsons, and then suddenly Wilbur arrives uh, to get Bowler Hackeye caught, but Lewis would prefer that he invite him to be a Robinson too. Yeah. But Bowler Hackeye doesn't know what he is going to do next, uh, as you see on his to do list, and he just walks away. Yeah, it's really sad. Because also, I mean, obviously it gets cleared up in a little bit, but like, that's just. The rest of his timeline is like, I'm just going to wander around aimlessly because I don't know what I've been doing with my yeah. life. Because I've plotted, I've just been salty AF for 30 years. Yeah, sad. In the only not updated building in the city. Yeah. <laughs> well, future Lewis arrives home and sees past Lewis and Wilbur has some splaining to do. Um, future uh, Lewis decides to show past Lewis his invention room and he's mesmerized and wait. Did you notice? It's Tom Selleck's voice. It's Tom Selleck, which is funny because earlier in the movie he says, "What does uh, he says? What does Cornelius look like?" And he says, uh, Tom "Like Tom Selleck." Selleck. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was hilarious, but then I <coughs> bless you. Wow. Okay. But then of course he came on, and I was like, "Holy crap, that's Tom yeah. Selleck." Yeah. I've never noticed that. I've never noticed that. Well, we learn, um, after he says, keep moving forward, that's the motto. uh, It's going to stay with him. Um, Past Blondie has to go back, but apparently the dino can stay, and Seraphim was very pressed about that. Yes! If that dinosaur eats, like, let's say even, like, one bird or something, like, that bird has, like, let's say eight children. And that, each of those eight children have eight children. And then, like, times that by, like, 67 million years. Not to mention all the so are you saying this is a plot holes? holes? I'm sorry. I, if we're going to start there for <laughs> plot holes, there are plenty of plot I'm just saying, holes. like... For example, how did the dad not know who let in... Like, when he's like, who let who let this pass me into the future? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, it's my son. And it's like, well, you did this 30 years ago. Like, what do you mean? Are, well, you I, don't see this coming. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think now this future will have that knowledge in the future. So how does this future still exist? Because no, because then the issue is we could change He's the negligent. future earlier. It like, it like change the timeline in real time. So now this should do that. In theory, the dad has known that this has been coming for a long time. But I think it's, I, don't, I think it's more fixed than that. But it's clearly not because there's the point, there's the point where he signs his name and then the entire timeline changes. Yeah. Plot holes, so many. It's just that main one, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just that main one. Franny and um, <laughs> Grandpa and Lucille say goodbye. Um, and uh, that was the moment I really figured it out and realized who everybody was. Yeah. And we'll soon see that in uh, the movie. Um, yeah, he's going to get adopted by um, Lucille and Bide. And it's really yeah. sweet. But. Um, but we're suddenly back in the sepia tone world. And Wilbur has decided he is going to show... Um, Lewis, his mom, and Lewis creeps up behind her, but decides not to discover who she is. Creep. So we're back in the present. Lewis tells Wilbur that he let her go because he already has a friend. Um, and I, um... No, he said because he already has a family. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, I typed it wrong. You're right. Of course. (laughs) Um... (laughs) 
And then Wilbur says a really weird line, I never knew my dad would be my best friend. Yeah, I thought that was strange, too. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Well, That's Lewis right. decides That's... to go back to the baseball game to wake up Goob, who wakes up and catches the ball, and the future is forever changed again. Yeah, right? Because in theory, that could also have a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. change on the future. So I'm like, so you never went Goob to the future. Because now? Mm-hmm. now Goob never stole the time machine. Yeah, well, Blondie gets a second chance at his invention, and Lucille is excited to volunteer to try No, wait out. a second, wait a second. But you're right, is technically then he would never <laughs> exactly. have seen the future, which means everything it's would be paradox. in this endless loop. <gasps> oh my god. Which is you... why I think it's more fixed. Yeah, but then how did it change? The, but then the whole point... Okay, keep going. Clearly we're not Yeah, well, Lucille gets to see one of her favorite memories, and it's her wedding. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Seraphim, do you remember what you said, what memory you would, um, want to see? <laughs> I didn't say what memory I wanted to see. <laughs> I, I said not. you could use it for this. I said you could use it to relive past porn you've seen, or, like, the best sex you ever had. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wouldn't relive porn, you could just relook up the porn, but you could relive your sex. What life. if you don't have your computer near you? All you have is your brain. <laughs> All you have is, you don't have the computer, but you have the brain scanner with you? <laughs> Yeah. I don't need a computer if I have everything I ever saw ever. Yeah, you do. It doesn't serve the same purpose. <laughs> well, we then learned that basically the entire like um science fair is like the future family and I'm goobed. Okay. Did you write that joke? Yes I did. I can't. Goobed. Um, so Blondie is finally adopted by Lucille and um Bud and then Rob Thomas music plays and it's really sweet. Yes. And everybody hugs. That's Matchbox Funny. And they open that and they get the house. Huh? Which Matchbox Funny. Well yeah. But it's actually just Rob Thomas. This is when he was so Yeah, this is I know. just Rob. Well, I was <laughs> It was okay. Get it together, Seraphim. Well, Lewis um, has now has the entire observatory to invent in, and he's got a lot of inventing to do. And then, uh, for me, it really was when the Walt Disney quote pops up, that's when I got, like, super weepy. I was like, okay, this is really, really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the part for me when they're in the, um, when they show him the observatory. They show him the observatory, and and the parents are like, oh, we did so well. And then they look at each other and start crying. That's the part that gets me every time. Yeah. Yeah. I weep. Every single time there. So we've kind of, like, talked about a lot of the big talking points. Um, we talked about friendship, and the other big theme in this movie is this idea of adoption. And it's it's pretty... It's not heavy-handed in the movie, but I think it's a really bold choice for Disney to make to make a movie about adopting. Yeah. Um, Obviously, well, they regret it. it's... I think it's especially... So the great thing I love... The reason I love this movie so much is uh, there are definitely lots of plot holes. It's very physical. <laughs> I love it. But I love the movie so much. Like, I'd watch it again right now. I love it. Yeah. But also, the reason I love it so much is because it focuses on this idea of... I think it's got a very gay storyline in terms of, like, the idea of accepted family, feeling like you're on the outside looking in, and then finding your people Mm -hmm. and realizing that everything's going to be all right, and also having them help you to realize self-love. Yeah, and especially look at this family tree. It's not a traditional family. And that's my favorite part about it, is it's not. Is The whole point is you're finding this group of people who love each other regardless of all of their craziness. Yeah. And it's it's a very it's a very uplifting story for people like us. The other thing I want to talk about is I think this movie does celebrate science and creation and invention pretty damn well. And creativity, yeah. Um because there again, there's not many movies for kids to watch that celebrate that kind of thing mm-hmm. in this kind of <clears throat> fictional way. Um but you know what's fun? Mm. Casting the movie. So we're going to cast the movie using uh, New York City drag queens. Oh god. Um let's start with Lewis. Who's going to play Lewis? 
In the drag version of Meet the Robinsons. I mean, I, I want to say drag one. I feel like you like spliced her. Me, me. I you yeah, spli- you spliced me. her face on there, and I was like, I can't see it any other way. Yeah, yeah so Jacqueline, like congrats. Me. I'm the lead. Oh my god. Um, who <laughs> is going to play Wilbur? Oh my god. Who wears black hair? Who do I want to sleep with? I'm like, I'm like, who's gonna be my Wilbur? Who's my son that I want to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> in this weird fan fiction, um. Who's Wilbur? They've got to be like a lot of. I feel like they've got to have a ton of energy. Um, like it's how I like I picture Wilbur sort of like I picture Patsy, but like out of drag. No, but Patsy is. You already had a thing. I know, which is exactly like. She's just on my mind a lot. Okay. Who's <laughs> crazy? Know. What do you? Who think? isn't? I don't know who. who Wilbur, I, I just realized is only kind of like a vehicle, like to get us through the. Do you story. know who I would maybe cast as Wilbur? Who? Jackie Cox. Okay. Yes, yes, I love that. Jackie, Jackie Cox, Cox would be a congrats. good Wilbur. You're, you're Wilbur. So who's going to play... I want to sleep with Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> you hope she doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, who's going to play Goob? That's you. That's Sarah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's Sarah Fim. And then who's going to play um, Bowler Hackeye? <laughs> Me Still in the future. Sarah Me in 30 years. Still Sarah um, Well, I mean, yeah, because you've done that stash. Oh my god. No, mine wasn't that big, but it is cute. <laughs> Um, who are we going to have played Doris? Oh, some, like, wait, who would be, like, like somebody little? Like, <laughs> um, what's the person that somebody got and... thrown up into the... You hibiscus? know who would... No, hibiscus. no, you know who she's would be great? She's too good Ritzy Bits. Ritzy? Because Ritzy, she's got yeah. such Ritzy. an attitude, too. Yeah. Like, she's small, she's got a little attitude, it'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, how about Mildred? Who's going to play Mildred? Which one's Who's like very mom? Oh like. yeah, 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 mom. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> Shaquita, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, I don't no so. not that. Um, hmm. You know who could? No, Stella's crazy. Um, Stella, Stella Dor. I hate you for that. Um, Stella Dor is gonna be. Oh my God, Stella Dor is gonna be uh, uh, Lucille though. No. For Bake Those Cookies, Lucille? Well, which, well, there's two Lucilles. No, there's not. That's one person. Yeah. Well, she... right. That's what I'm saying. It's like it has... There's... That's not what you said. You said there's two of them. But you already <laughs> had picked a Lucille while we were watching the movie. Stella is T- old Lucille. Yeah. Okay, fine. There's two which, Lucilles. Sorry, Stella. So let's, but... let's jump ahead. So, <laughs> so young, young Lucille is Patsy. Yeah. And then old so Lucille... So energetic. Where'd you get all that energy? She and then old Lucille days. is Stella. She's so thin. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Mildred, what about, um, how about Brenda? Darling? Yeah. Okay. I was like, Brenda, Brenda, Brenda Darling would be a really good, Brenda, I never realized how maternal Brenda could probably play. Brenda works. Um, how about, (laughs) you mentioned it while you were watching it, but the, the lady of the blonde couple, who's that going to be? The oh. oh, I said it looked like Vanna. Yeah. And then I said... Who the gu- jams the EpiPen? Yeah. yeah. And then I said the guy was um, <laughs> Kiki, Kiki Ball Change because she oh had my that God. Um, large The chin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Vanna and Kiki. Uh, yeah. So then we have Franny. Oh, Who is Franny? Franny? Oh, my God. Um, it was like very like I I almost want to say like Gloria. Gloria is mm-hmm. a good Gloria. Yeah, like yeah. that's like her but style. Franny is a little more. I feel like Franny is a little more um, like crazy. No, I want to say happy, but Gloria is a happy <laughs> person. Um, it's just there's a little more cut loose to to Franny. Like Franny's yeah. a little more like go with the flow than I think Gloria is. 
Yeah, I feel like Gloria's a little more Gloria structured. Is the perfect, Gloria's the perfect look. She's, like, super thin, and she's clean, and, like, very... Yeah, that's yeah. structure. That structure is great. I think she could do it. Gloria? Great. Yeah, You're Franny. Like, maybe, like, a drunk Gloria. A drunk Gloria is good. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Tallulah. Who's Tallulah? Oh, the puppet. No, no. Tallulah is... She's um, the train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the... No. No, Tallulah's We the, don't even know. She's the one that flies. She's the camp so, queen. She got the city out. Yeah. She's the North Montana yeah. girl. Yeah. She is the North Montana girl. Why do they all have different accents? Hasn't been called Canada for years. <laughs> um, all right, who's that? Who's very campy? It'd be... Sheena Tonic. Like, I don't know. No, it, it, she's... It's so the other the frustrating thing with casting this entire movie is these are all really happy people. <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of drag queens. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um I picked the only one who's like pretty down on himself. <laughs> Me? And and, and Goob. Matt and Goob. Um, yeah, we already picked the two negative characters. Now we gotta cast a bunch of happy people. <laughs> yeah, so we have we the people Tallulah. we have left, we have Tallulah, we have Aunt Billy, we have Lizzie, um, who is the uh, yeah, fire, ant, fire ant girl. Um, <laughs> oh, and then I the dinosaur. Her. Lizzie can be pick anyone in Brooklyn. <laughs> How about uh, Sherry Poppins for Lizzie? I could see that. Which one's like Lizzie? the same height? Yeah, yeah. Which one's Lizzie? She's the fire ant girl who's like they oh only burn yeah. my enemies. Yeah, that's, you know, Tallulah. I'm gonna say, I think it'd be a good. Um, it's a drier <sighs> version, but I'm gonna who. I want to say Nicole and Oscar B. With that campy-ass yeah. outfit and that red yes, hair. Yes, okay, I take it all back. Yeah, yep, that's Nicole. exactly who it is. Nicole. And then Aunt Billy. Aunt Billy, Aunt Billy is the trained Scottish lady. Uh, why is she Scottish? <laughs> that might choice so train is, it's, it's also, it's not even Scottish. It goes in between different accents. Because <laughs> when she says, my toy train <laughs> is ready, it's not Scottish. Hiya, Grandpa! And then she's like, my toy train is ready. Um... Billy is going to be. Who's basically a boy in drag? <laughs> Me? Who isn't? I was gonna say. We're all starting to get there. Um, I don't know. Someone loud and abrasive. In a good way. I, you don't know anyone. I don't know. Uh, move back to Billy. Next. Well, then the last one we have is the dinosaur. The, di- the dinosaur? <laughs> That's Shaquita. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Shaquita's the dinosaur. She was born in the 90s. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's, She's younger than you. Shaquita was born in the that? 90s? She looks young. Seraphim. No. No. How old is she? Seraphim, go on Wikipedia, please. Oh, Wikipedia's a reliable <laughs> source. She was on a daytime soap opera in the 90s. So we were babies. No, she was like a. There were no character. babies. No, you. Yeah, she is no. a drag character called Jesse Normus. She's an opera singer <laughs> who's been like around since the nineties. Yeah. Sure. Or I'm is this positive. like when you said um, Audrey looked like a Zabaleta? <laughs> it's true. It's not. not. Okay. <laughs> out of drag. I said out of drag. Okay. Mm. Amp. Do we have an Amp Billy? Um, why Aunt Billy? Pick any other character. That's it. That's all we have really left. No, there's lots of Petunia. other people on this list. Petunia the ant. Okay, I want to cast. I want to cast Petunia too. Because <laughs> she's like the only other negative. I just one. love that she has the same hair. Like the kids have her hair. That's really their mom. <laughs> I never know. The fact, that, yeah, no, and also they did technically they had kids. I love that. I love that <laughs> fucking crazy shit. Okay, who's the puppet then? I mean, who isn't a puppet? Who likes to get fisted? Oh, my God. 
Um, also negative, just a little bit. A little bit. I feel like that would be me if I weren't already Lewis. <laughs> I can't play more characters. I'm no. already the lead. I can't take on I'm this like other wild role. and mad. Like, Who is it? And likes to be fisted, Megami. <laughs> Like, no, Megami's not Petunia. She's just as grumpy, and she likes to get fisted, I'm sure. You know, I know she doesn't have a high voice, but it feels like a chandelier character. <laughs> chandelier? Yeah. We're gonna call... Okay. I'm taking a drive! <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. yes. That lipstick was there... shit! <laughs> Is there anyone else, or are we, we good with the movie? this version of the movie so far? I think I'm we're good. good with that yeah. so far. Well, That's I enough. have some questions from the fans. Oh, dear God. Um, this can be Carlos and Tiffany. This is the part where they're going to ask us if we want to have sex with other people. So first question is from <laughs> no, Emmy Great. Emmy says, uh, plot's Emmy? Little th- she says, plot's a little thick, but I love it. What could the story do without? These, that whole one scene where they're like, ring the doorbell. We're pointless characters. We're not related to anybody else. I No, I think that's necessary for setting up how crazy the family is. That's not even part of the family! No, they are. They're not. But the funny they live thing on is, the porch. No, it, I, that's part With of it. It's octopus. like the family is a bunch of people who they don't even know like how they're that's together. That's the only one! Um, no, I'm sure there's a scene that we could get out. Um, there's the Honestly, no, the adoption scene is probably really... Not. I mean the one where he fucks up with the sandwich because it comes back in later. Um... No, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. If you had to cut something, it'd probably be that. Also, maybe, like, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches halfway in between the meal of the peanut, like, of the spaghetti meatballs. Yeah, it was a little forced yeah. there, but that yeah. was still a necessary scene, because that's, like, we overcome failure, and we learn how to, like, love failure. I think you could have done it better. I, I feel yeah. like that was very, like, I, th- I feel like it was too obvious. It didn't need to be a callback. Yeah. It could have been literally any sort of failure, and they could have celebrated it. Yeah. You're right, you're right. So maybe that. My favorite two words. And then this is a question from Pussy Willow. Which character would you sleep with? I told you. I told you. <laughs> okay, you're right. Um, <laughs> and I knew it was going to be her, too. I mean, you've kind of answered it already. <laughs> There's only two characters that you can sleep with. Who? 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 There are many characters Franny. you can sleep with. Oh my god, I'd sleep it's with Franny. It's Franny and Wilbur. Wilbur? Wilbur's yes. the 13-year-old. And what about it? Oh my god. <laughs> I was 13 when it came out. Yeah, that's true. Had I had I been the age I was when I came out, Wilbur, absolutely. But now Franny. Because <laughs> Franny... Like, pedal was, like, I'm so pedal, into Franny. No, I, I know she's a lady. I'm still so into Franny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you also called her a drag queen, so it makes sense. Yeah, see? She's see, hot. She's making skinty. my way. Um, she married a rich ass man. Yeah, she oh, yes. did. It she right. did. She married. She married. Also, this is the other thing I love about the movie is all of those family members are literally sitting around like doing nothing <laughs> yeah. but being crazy. And also, and the only person, wealthy. The only person who works is a pizza delivery guy. I fucking love and the that. dad. Yeah, like the, the, dad the guy provides. doesn't need to deliver like yeah. pizzas. Obviously, nobody else does shit. So I also have my previous guest. Ask guests to my uh, the question to my current guests. Who's your last one? And this was a oh, question Nancy. from no. This is a question from Ari Durchi. Oh, doing it out of order. Um, her question is: Which character would you kill in this movie, and how would you do it? Who would I kill? 
goodness. (laughs) Opposite reactions. (laughs) Do you want to kill people? I'm just excited to have the option to. Oh my god. Um, No, because I even love Mike. Because Mike is like the opposite of... Oh, he's so cute. There's supposed to be two sides of the story. So one is one who holds on to that resentment into that past. And the other is one who lets go of it and accepts the future. And that's supposed to be the, the, the... two sides of a coin so i love them both but um so none of them who would i kill that's super un you know what you hated the the octopus we could just get rid of the octopus. But then, like, feels like a cop. Then, like, um, Peter would come at me. Like <laughs> maybe like maybe like kill the twins with the octopus. You can't kill three characters. No, no, no the octopus it would kills only be the twins. Two, oh, the octopus kills the twins. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying kill them and the octopus. I mean, unless they like ate poison and then like by the time they digested, the poison like got out into the octopus and then that died too. Like that's very. But that's a lot. So you're going to kill the twins by octopus. The octopus just turns on them one day. It's tired of their annoying bullshit ringing the doorbell when there ain't nobody there. There That's you go. That's true, yeah. Lots of accidental doorbell rings by the brothers. Well, Very now is your me. turn to ask my next guest a question. That has to pertain to any movie. Yeah. So... How about who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> that could um, be our add-on question. That's a lot. Um... If you could set this movie in any other time period, since we're doing a time travel movie, um, if you could set this movie in any other time period, what would it be and why? I like that that answer. That's that's a good one. I second that. Well, now it's time for me to reveal what my rating of this movie is going to be. A four. On the scale of (laughs) one to ten. So mad already. I'm already angry because I I am going to give this movie, and it's written down, so I'm not changing it. Okay. I'm giving it a seven out of ten. That's okay. decent. Yeah. That sounds like a fair square. I understand yeah. its flaws. Yeah. I, I'm very emotionally tied to it. So my, Well, that's the thing. I feel favorite. like, yeah. but again, I watched it as an adult. I feel like watching it for the first time as a kid or a teenager, I think it would have resonated much different. Especially, um, I think especially with, I'm telling you, as a gay person, it definitely resonates on a much stronger level. Yeah, I agree. I think. But I'm I'm very glad you both made me watch it. Yes, thank you. It's, yeah, it's um a movie that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get a tattoo to match yours, except mine's gonna be better. Yours isn't. Yours I is... this is one of my least favorite tattoos because the guy convinced me to use a font that I didn't care for. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it's the, the font. font. I don't. I, know. I want literally See, a typewriter same. font, and then that's the exactly hat. what I wanted. I didn't want. I didn't want this. I want a typewriter font. And the guy was like, "I think this would be cool." And I, was I like, bet you it's hard for like, him okay. to do a typewriter font. Oh, well, he was newer at the time. I and think. then I want the bowler hat because I think the bowler hat represents um, self sabotage. Yeah, I mean tea. Yeah. And bad fashion. Which is self-sabotage. Yeah. Well, where can we find you both on social media? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at J-A-C-K-L-Y-N-N dot H-Y-D-E. That's Jacqueline dot Hyde with two N's and a K. I have not said mine that often to uh, be that rehearsed. I say it at the end of every show, six shows a week. <laughs> I say mine <laughs> right now. <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell it? It's at Seraphim NYC. And that's uh, S-E-R-A-P-H-I-M Nick. <laughs> well, Nick. thank you both for being here and doing this. Thank, thank you, you, Michael. Let, this, that sounds like we're editing it. <laughs> it's going to sound like we're editing it. So let's do it in a little more natural way. Like, thank you. Wait, no, do it together on three. One, two, three. Thank, thank you. Thanks once again to Jacqueline and Seraphim for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk. If 
you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.